And I've been away, and now we're back with Ebony and Irony. Yeah, you're traveling the world doing your um your act just, uh, in just, air quotes act. Just <laughs> well, I can act a fool, as any listener of this podcast can uh, confirm. I am having a wonderful mm-hmm. time touring the UK, which is England, Scotland, and Wales. No Ireland. But um, no Ireland. Why is that? Do you are you are you you don't want to share your hate with the Irish people? Uh, well, I mean that's I'm I'm Scotch Irish, English and German mutt. So uh, no, the, those are my people. But it just didn't work out that way. I'm currently uh, in Nottingham, um, and uh, oh my god, Robin Hood Town. I know. You know they don't have a tour here. That's like you know uh, to go out to to take people out to the Sherwood Forest and serve them some tea, and then have the villain come out and snatch the tea, and then hear Maid Marian singing up in a tree, and then have Robin Hood swing by and save the day. I mean, I would pay to go <laughs> see that. You know. Well, I mean, honestly, that would that does sound really cool. Very like medieval times. If anyone is familiar with medieval times in the states, that's like a. It's a uh, it's um, a period restaurant where you can like have dine and eat like they did in the medieval times. It's a if they did something like that in Nottingham, that could be very cool. Bunny, you should start. The, you should start the business. I thought you were saying that they did, you didn't know that Mar- Americans were familiar with medieval times, as in like I didn't know you were talking about the restaurant. I thought you meant like the era. And I was like, we're not that damn dumb. <laughs> well, some no the restaurant. Have you ever been to medieval times? <laughs> Um, I have never been there, but I've, I've always dreamed of it. Same. And I, I hope they say, me thinks you might like a refill. <laughs> I hope they say, you know, off with your head <laughs> and stupid shit like that. Because I think that might be one where I would be tempted to take LSD and go with some friends and just trip the fuck out. Oh, that then, could be fun. Oh, my God. Go to medieval times on, like, some shrooms, like, some acid. Girl, it'll be, like, <laughs> such an immersive experience. Until they give you the um, axe and the mace and you think that the waiter has turned into a dragon who you must slay <laughs> to protect the honor of some oh lady that doesn't even exist. But, yes, I've always been. There's I, one would, I, would, I would slay a knight to protect your honor, Lady Bunny, because you're my lady. My what, lady honor. Bunny. what honor. What honor. 
Would you be protecting? <laughs> they ain't none. No. Your dishonor. There is one of those restaurants um, uh, on the way from the airport to Dallas uh, airport into the city that I've passed so many times and I've always wanted to go there because I can't imagine anything more insane than hearing that country accent. My Lord, can I refill your <laughs> your your wassail? I mean, that would just blow me away. It, I think I would have the video camera out more than a millennial or a Gen Z or whatever. There, you know, time. Bunny you used to carry a video camera or whatever, like a picture or something. You would you would take all these pictures and videos, and no one would ever see them. What did you do with all those pictures and videos you took of all of us all these years ago? Did you fucking like? Did you jerk off to them? Where is it? Uh, well, I don't jerk off to the ones that I took of you. Um, no, I, you know, I mean, I, I, unlike the younger generations, I have the videos and it's like, uh, I don't really know how to always, like, I don't enjoy going through them. I would need a tech person to like edit them down to where it would be something that would be interesting mm-hmm. to share on social media. So, um, you know, if, if I ever get an intern, you know, or something like that, that could be you know, fun to do. But I mean, right now I feel like I'm too busy doing um, to stop mm. and just take stock of what has happened. But um, no, I'm, 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 I'm always taking pictures here. You know, I even like architecture. Um, you know, I don't know anything about it, but I know what I like to see. So going to a place mm. as old as England and Scotland and Wales, it just, it, I do love that. I do love the accents and bitch, I got two standing ovations last night in Nottingham. So they must be d- deprived. Two. Yeah, honey. Cause they said they wanted to, they gave me a standing ovation. Then I did an encore and they gave me another one. Oh no, honey! When they're standing up clapping, that's because they're th- they're happy it's over and they're leaving. No one stayed, baby. They're clapping like, oh, thank God! No, they wanted they refunds. Is that why they wanted an encore? <laughs> no, they're just ju- they're just used to Lawrence Cheney and bag of shite. So bag of shit. Oh my God! So they're 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 thrilled to see a true. Like, no, they're just glad to see me get to see me before I die. Have you have <laughs> have you seen any of the UK girls like bag or any of them on the road? Or you have been sequestered i I have it but um there is a musical called death drop which reopens yeah i was supposed to be in that yeah well i'm glad i'm seeing it now um anyway Uh, i (laughs) i i go back the day it opens but i might change my ticket juju b is in it and um Uh i forget the other uk queen but it's one that i'm interested a kid's got claws yes and um, but there's another one who wrote it, and her name Vinegar is Ho- no Holly Stars, and she's not a drag oh, race Holly queen, Stars, yeah. but she is fucking hilarious. And you know, she, I, I saw funny. a pantomime a couple Christmases ago with Baga um, and Holly Stars, and Baga, what I mean, that they Baga showed up late and was drunk and barely, and the, the, and the people I've were heard. barely rolling their I've eyes. I've heard, girl. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, could you imagine I, I, I would be i would hate working with that person i would absolutely fucking hate it i don't think it's it's not like do do your drugs and do your drink but bitch when it's time to work it's time to work if you don't come to work for the scene or for the show or something that's contingent upon you being present that shit fucking gets me so upset i would be irrationally actually not irrationally rationally upset for that kind of behavior 
Well, oh, honey, Bagger once, uh, I once took a, a hit of ecstasy and Bagger tried to make out with me. Oh, God. I know. I was in drag. It was horrible. That's scarier than... It was horrible. No, it wasn't horrible. Oh. It was hilarious. But I, I think I, she does give me a laugh. But, you know, honey, I was a big drunk for a long time, so I can't cast that stone. But, you know, it's an occupational hazard of the queens who come up in the club slash pub world, you know, because the alcohol is always there and you're there for a long time and you didn't seem to fall prey to that. But um, everybody loves it when the drag queen is drunk. No. Yeah, they do. And, you know, I'll do it again. I love I love being drunk in the club, but I, I never get belligerent. Like if I'm someone I will nurse a drink the entire night, I will just nurse it. Like one cocktail will last me the entire night. And when they fill it up for me, they'll normally just give me like seltzer water because I drink vodka soda anyway, so you can't tell. And they give me seltzer water and I just drink that. But I, 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 getting drunk at work just doesn't sound fun. Like that just doesn't seem good. For, and also you're drag queens, you're handling tips and money. Bitch, you're like losing your cash deposit you got from the, I mean, your your, your balance for the club that's in a big white envelope or your tips. Like that's just a, it just sounds like you're going to just miss and lose your shit. And I, I'm not down with that. No. I work hard for my money. I want to keep it. Yeah. I mean, but a lot of performers, you know, not just drag queens, actors in the theater have their little belt or two before they go on because it helps them get into it and really feel it. The same can be said of a of a lip sync. When I used to lip sync decades ago, um, I, I would always do that. I, I would be, and I think it did sometimes give me a better, you know, more outrageous performance. So, you know. Well, uh, Bunny, I think we should get to the headlines, shall we? Let's do it. Let's start sure. with the one that we know the least about. <laughs> <laughs> to prove that we're That's back. because I know Bunny and I are very <laughs> unassuming, but we are not professional athletes. I know, contrary to popular belief, we are not professional athletes. I like water sports. <laughs> 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 but there's no category for that. Demand that they include water sports. Demand that they include. <laughs> so I'm boycotting the Olympics. Uh, so the yeah, if you guys don't know, the Winter Olympics are currently happening in Tokyo, Japan, and um, uh, every time there's there there are the Olympics, there's always some type of controversy. There's always something going on at the Olympics, and this year is no stranger to that because um, Russian ice skater, her name is I don't want to butcher her name, Camilla Vileva, I think that's how you pronounce her last name, Camilla Vileva. Um, is is representing Russia in the figure skating category, if I'm not mistaken. And she has a controversy because she has tested positive for a banned heart medication um, at the Russian championships. Uh, well, she, she actually, tested positive for it at the Russian championships in December. It's three um, drugs. But the results it's... were not revealed until last week, Miss Thing. And so now there's controversy with that and Shikari Richardson, if y'all remember her from the past Summer Olympic Games, who got banned from competing because she tested positive for a drug use, which was which was cannabis marijuana. Yes, and uh, reached for comment, Shikari said that the only difference that I see in these two situations of, um, you know, getting excluded from drug, for drug use, is that I'm black. Shakari said that. I didn't say mm-hmm. that. And and so, you know, we wanted to discuss that. Now, um, you are so right when you say that there's always something up at the Olympics. And this is something that I read earlier 
about Nathan Chen, who just won a skating challenge. Um, I know they're not really called challenges, but we're drag queens. Um, uh, 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 so this guy tweeted, you know, talks about how skating is, Nathan talked about how skating is perceived to be too gay, yet he did his, he's dancing to Elton John, which was what his, um, he danced, he skated to Rocket Man. And then uh, someone else tweeted, homophobe mm -hmm. Nathan Chin skating to Elton John's Rocket Man when he, Elton, is literally a gay icon. Can he get a 10, I mean, a zero for musical interpretation? So, yes, we, the, because the, the Olympics happens in such a big way, um, everyone is putting their heart and their sleeve on it. And it really does turn crazy. I mean, I get it. There's, if you're into sports, there's a lot of you know, training and, you know, this is the world's excellence, you know, presumably to where some people, you know, feel that they need to take uh, drugs to, so that they'll be extra excellent, which certainly goes against any, you know, kind of, I mean, as, as Monet said, we're not athletes, but um, the rules are very complicated. I guess the Russian skater was allowed to stay in the competition and but but she was mm -hmm. not going to be able to receive a medal, even if she did win. And then there's something else called the flowers thing that she could not participate. Share uh, Shakari was not allowed to participate. The winter, the, the, the summer Olympic Games happened in August, as we all know. But Shakari tested positive in June. Vilieva tested, um, she tested positive in December and, and, and it's happening now in February, but the Olympics only got the results this uh, over, over the last week. So that's, that's the, that's the difference between the two. Shakari looks like a um, minor. Is she not? Shakari is 22? Shakari is 21 <gasps> and Camilla is seven, is, 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 is a minor. So she has some protections in terms of, um, I guess, testing her body or checking her body for whatever so I, I don't know i'm not i'm not a i'm not a russian i'm not a, an, an olympic athlete i have no idea how this all works but there are some provisions that are that are protecting valieva um from um being banned or or being um probationized like shikari but they are putting an asterisk next to her name until all um all tests and everything is done uh, letting people know that uh, yeah, until the investigation is done, letting people know that there is uh, some funny business going on. I, d I mean, I do not think that it, it to me, it is not something like it is a race thing. I think it is just a different thing. I mean, Believa is coming from Russia. We all know Russia is a little, they could be a little bit covert in how they handle some of the stuff, especially in the past we've seen. So I, mean, I don't think it's a race thing. I just think that America is very... Um, they they laid out on Front Street as soon as she tested positive, everyone knew, and it became like this whole big thing. Now again, there is to me in my mind there is a discrepancy of, between the two drugs, right? So Shakari was tested, was was using marijuana, weed, cannabis, something that will that does not enhance your performance, whereas Vileva used a heart medication or a heart drug that can improve stamina, etc. So looking at it as someone who knows nothing about sports and just looking, it sounds like Vileva was was using a drug to help her in the Olympics, whereas Shakari was using marijuana, cannabis, something that would not help you perform as an athlete. That's just me on the outside looking in. 
Um, so Paper Magazine said this. The issue with Vilieva comes as Russia is still under an anti-doping penalty partially upheld by the International Court of Arbitration for Sport in 2020. Being only permitted to compete under the ROC name is a result of a years-long tangle of punishments, appeals, and court rulings in the wake of reports that Russia was engaged in sometimes elaborate state-sponsored doping at the 2012 and 2014 Olympics. The Kremlin has strenuously denied these accounts, which have been documented by the World Anti-Doping Agency. So you see, Russia has a history of doing this. This would not be brand new for this, for Russia to be uh, doping their athletes to perform better so um so i guess this is why it would give someone like shikari raise their eyebrows and someone who was steeped in sports to be like well bitch they're guilty of this all the time i was taking i was smoking weed because my mom passed away or, or i forgot what her issue was yeah so i guess i guess um <laughs> camilla <laughs> camilla is a minor and may have been under the influences of her coach i mean the, you know, I, I'm a minor. I, I'm under your influence, so we should just blame you for everything that's gets said on the podcast. That's that's fine with me. Um, I think that might be happening anyway. Uh, but yeah. but so here is my take on uh, just an uh, and someone who is not familiar with the rules at all. Um, they I, I watched Russia today. Uh, over here in England, because the news, I don't always want to watch English news. And I was told by a media savvy person, Russia today has some good stories, but don't trust them when they're talking about Russia. So they were spinning this whole thing about how it wasn't decided that she had definitely taken it and they were going to do more tests. So that's what they said. That doesn't mean that I believe it. I do not, um, I do not, you know, think, I do not like the leadership of Russia, but I also don't hate Russia the way a lot of Americans do. And we looks like we just narrowly escaped a war there. So, you know, a I'm war, sure bitch. that part of the reason that um, that uh, Russia would be giving its uh, competitors, you know, doping drugs or performance enhancing things is that they want to shine on an international stage. And I think that is so pathetic for any country or any team or any athlete to do that. Not an athlete, but surely what is most important are the fucking rules. So, you yeah. know, it's like what all of these people are like, you know, these, these, you know, politicians are pinning their hopes and telling these teens coaches to give them, you know, uh, their grandfather's heart medicine. I mean, if that's what happened, I mean, this is really disgusting. I mean, surely a fair, you don't want to win unless you can win fairly is what I would assume anyone in sports would cherish, right? Like fair. I mean, not necessarily some people, they cherish the medals. They want that gold medal is more important than doing it fairly. You're like, I want to get the gold medal because of what all that means. So, I mean, I mean, it's not how I would want to compete, but I'm sure that is some people's mindset, especially when it's your career. You just want to get that gold. Well, I mean, you've obviously trained and trained and trained, but it just seems like wouldn't that make you good? I mean, if you can't, um, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, there's something very strange about it. I mean, if they do determine that she, you know, took all these drugs and it, the, 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 the Russian competitor, you know, um, then yeah, she should face the consequences. And, you know, even though she carries weed, you know, which she needed as a crutch, you know, when her grandmother had died and there was some other family tragedy with her, 
it's still against the rules. I mean, if you can take a, it, if, even if it doesn't enhance her performance, she took something that she knew she wasn't going to, she was supposed to take. So both of them did that. And I just, you know, I, I can't imagine, um, it seems like we're really, I mean, I, I, maybe it's just because I look at the news more, but I've heard of stuff like this throughout my life when, you know, these countries pin their hopes on these, you know, often young athletes. Well, there's not that many old athletes. So yeah, they're all young. And um, so I, I, you know, it's, to me, it seems a little tragic. We also discussed on the podcast a while ago, Simone Biles, who bowed out of the competition um, in, because of mental health issues. And she says she just couldn't, you know, take it. And she was buckling under the stress. And so this became a left-right issue where the left would say, um, we need to, you know, listen to these young athletes and, and listen to what they're being put through, which I agree with, you know, but then other people who were kind of like more matter of fact were saying stuff like, um, well, why did why did they do all that training with someone whose mental uh, capacity was a little weak? I mean, I guess you never know until you get there. But um, surely she would have been but, in many other competitions that would have, you know, let her know. But I mean, ma- maybe oh, Simone has been in countless competitions. She's competed a bajillion times. I don't think, it, as we all know, it was not about why would they spend so much money and so much time and effort on someone. It's just like as an athlete, you just have a mental block and. If if you don't feel you can land a move that can literally paralyze you for the rest of your life, why risk my life for a country that will turn my back, who would turn their back on me instantaneously from the from the one minute I said I can't do something? Now everyone's like, "You stupid bitch! Right? Why did we ever trust you? It's crazy." Right, but that is what they will do because we put more emphasis on wins for our country than we do um, the athletes themselves who would get the wins. And yeah. so, yes, I mean, you know, if I'm <laughs> Luckily, I'm in a job that encourages drug taking, and um, if I go <laughs> if I go out onto the stage and act crazy, there is and take drugs. There's nothing that's going to disqualify me. They're going to want an encore. You know, our producer just brought up this viral video of a black teen and a white teen fighting in school. Mm-hmm. Um, to I I don't remember the video that. The, Oh, okay. In a in a mall in, and in Pennsylvania. I thought it was Pennsylvania. No, Jersey. Okay. So uh and, and the white guy seemed to be the instigator to me. So mm-hmm. um yes, uh Same. the police came and carted off the black guy and you know didn't say didn't do anything, or that's what it looked like in the video to the white guy. And but that's not exactly and look, if you want to say that black people are arrested for uh, drugs more, white people use more drugs than black people. Um, and the and, and yet black people are the ones who are more likely to be arrested, more likely to be searched by the police, more more likely to be hurt or killed if they are apprehended by the police. And so, yes, that, that is something that's going on in that na- in the nation where black people are treated unfairly and they're sick of it. But I'm just not sure 
that this is akin to that situation just because we want it to be. We can't use someone who knows that weed is not allowed, even if their grandmother had died and they were dealing with stress, but uses weed anyway, if that's what the rules of her chosen sport are in the Olympics. I mean, I'm a weed user. <laughs> I don't care myself if she uses it. I don't even know why that would be well, on it's there. it's more so... It's more so being a black person and just seeing the injustices currently, I mean, constantly about people that look just like you. So it's not weird to be like, oh, this thing is happening in the Olympics. I feel I feel the same feelings as when I see that video of that kid being being um, unjustly um, handcuffed, thrown on the floor, beat up just because of the color of her skin. So I don't think that's weird. I think that that's par for the course um, when you are a black person in this country, in this world, like you experience this all the time. So when you see it, when you see small injustices, big ones, it, it feels the same it's like yep this makes sense why they're why they're why they're singling me out because i'm black i can understand that i just wonder if this i wonder if this um sh- shikari versus what is, uh, camilla is, really gave it is a good illustration of that because they both took substances that they shouldn't take um, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're right. Uh, weed is not a performance enhancer unless you are Jimbo and you are shitting salami <laughs> in a white jumpsuit. Um, but uh, I think that might have inspired that performance. But, uh, you know, uh, it, so, yeah, I mean, I. I, I don't know if we can exactly equate that. Would I love to get rid of the injustices against black people that appear quite... You wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Well, not not for all, not for you, but for most. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, and that video, from what I know about it, it looks like a perfect illustration of that. I'm just not sure that this case is because... There's all these different boards making all decisions, some saying they need to, you know, retest and whatever. And I don't remember anyone saying that they needed to retest, you know, Shikari. Yeah, I mean, again, this there's still there's an ongoing investigation into Vilieva and what um, what really went down. So I'm sure there'll, there'll be more to be discovered about um, her heart medication, stamina, and uh, um, heightening drugs, and we'll find out more about it. Yes. But there is more in Sports Bunny. We are, we have become a sports <laughs> podcast, because now we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. Yeah, bro. <laughs> hey, yeah, buddy. Um, so the Super Bowl was this past weekend, um, if you listen to this as this comes out. And um, the, the the first of all, the halftime show was wild. It was like all of everyone's legendary, iconic voices of of hip hop and R and B. Mary J. Blige, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. Girl, I got, do you do you know any of these people, Lady Bunny? Bitch, please. I'm a DJ. <laughs> I, honey, Mary took the cake. I mean, she is everything. I fucking love Mary I mean, J. Blige, she, girl. Yeah, she could have Mary J. Blige could have done that whole show on her own, and she has enough hits uh, in my book to to do it. I mean, I like singing more than rapping, so that's my thing. But when she jumped Same. back and 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 uh, and and popped down on the floor <laughs> after her, I know. I, I was like, How old is Mary J. Blige? She, she looks damn good. I'm looking up right now. I want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess fifty-two. How old do you say? 
I think that sounds about right. She's Mary Blodge is 51 years old. Okay. I'm trying to... She better fucking do it. Yeah, I mean, there were a couple of notes that she hit. Now, I don't know if that was uh, lip-synced or not. I saw one little thing uh, that looked like the mouth was was off, you know, kilter with what I was hearing. But that could... You know, a lot of times these people who sing the Star Spangled Banner... They don't, it's it's such a huge event and all eyes are on them that they... Whitney. <laughs> she li- honey, she lip syncs at a talent show. She lip syncs at karaoke. Brittany lip syncs. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Whitney's, Whitney's iconic Super Bowl national anthem was, it was, it was pre-taped. Now she's saying live with it, but it was pre-taped. Well, it's also cold out there and... Oh yeah, it's freezing... There's too many variables. Um, but but anyway, but everyone thinks that everyone thinks that Whitney was just singing live in that moment. It was it was pretext. But I mean, that is an excuse. That doesn't take away from how fucking incredible it was, and it is literally the greatest national anthem I have ever heard in my life. I know. It and, and when they did that, um, that when they handed in the arrangement, uh, mm-hmm. the they they turned it down and gave them grief until they finally accepted it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, Mer- whether she was reco- singing them live or she had recorded them, she had a couple of ah! kind of notes that were just, you know, I mean, that's what I that's what I call performance. And also, I want to because people are going to be like, Monet, no, it wasn't. This is here's the um, the fact. Although Houston was singing live, she was singing into a dead microphone, and television viewers were hearing a non-live pre-recorded version of the anthem due to her musical director making her aware of the risk of performing live, including sound of the crowd, jets flying overhead, and other such distractions. So there's a lot going on, so that's why they do it that way. Yeah, I mean, now I, li- um, I like, um, uh, what is it, Gin and Juice? That's oh, sipping on Gin and Juice, laid back. I got my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Uh, uh, so good. Uh, is that the one that goes, na 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 is that that one? <laughs> yes, it is. That's the one I like. See, I mean, but you see, I mean, I, I DJ, <laughs> I, I, I DJed a lot back then, and so that was one of my uh, go tos. And honey, when I would go in from that into drop it like it's hot, they would go nuts. But um, <laughs> oh and they would God. say, "This old white bitch knows our tunes," but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the what it, what what hit me is that you know and I don't know if if all of that music was that produced by Dr. Dre. Yeah, I think it was an old Dr. Dre song. So that that man showed that he could not only play the piano beautifully, but those old songs, you know, because in the eighties there were a lot of uh, samples with old R and B or disco records. I mean, that you know, uh, the the first. Uh, hip hop smash was uh, was sampled good times from by Chic a disco hit. Um, what was it? Um, you know, Hotel Motel Holiday Inn. If your girl Motel, starts acting up, Motel, the, the, that's him. No, 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 that's not Dr. Dre. That's the, that's one of the first rap smashes. Um, Sugar Hill Gang. Um, what is the name of it? You know it. Don't, don't make me feel old on on a podcast with young listeners. 
Not it's most, Dr. Dre did produce Gin and Juice. Okay, so he he produced all that. What a difference that that nineties. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, it's clear to me that from you know the, that the nineties hip hop had a lot more going for it musically, like chord wise, than this really stripped down, really slow. You know, I don't know if you call it trap, but I'm getting old. But it just doesn't do it for me like the like the like the nineties stuff. I mean, I do, I do love '90s hip hop. I mean, and this hip hop has its has a time and place. Like Drake has definitely ushered in a different type of hip hop. Um, it's more of like uh, more of like a sing songy. They call it like whiny whiny hip hop. Yeah, it's um, whiny. And also, and also mumble hip hop. People are like people like Fetty Wap and stuff say that they mumble a lot. And but I mean, I, I just think it's just a different type of thing. And probably in the next decade, there'll be a different type of hip hop that emerges, or we'll go back to the old way. Who knows? Yeah, I mean Nelly had a sing song, uh, hip 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 hop voice, rapping voice. He had, but a, he, had, he had a bing bang bong same sang song. No, not anything that jivey. <laughs> jive. I use the word jive, and Bob gets so upset when I see the word jive. I love the word jive. Why does he get upset? I don't know, because he's he's Bob, and he gets upset about everything. Well, tell him that Bunny used it during Black History Month, and he'll really get upset. <laughs> <laughs> but yes anyways I, so. I, I, I was grooving to the music and mary you know i love her anyway but mary mary really showed who she was and i hope she gets a lot of gigs from it i'm sure she will and i mean but one of the big talked about moments was eminem eminem taking a knee at the super bowl and people were upset miss thing like people there are two camps obviously obviously people who were upset about Colin Colin Kaepernick they were like how dare Eminem take a knee at the, at the Super Bowl etc and they had the other camp which was weirdly um, mostly in my opinion the virtue signalers because I didn't see a whole lot of black people have an issue with this it was white people who were quote unquote allies being like well he needs to say why I'm like bitch you know why you know why he's taking a knee like it, I, 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 I was so annoyed that people were like, "Well, Eminem needs to say why he took a knee, bitch." You say you mind your business. No one was unclear as to what the fuck he was doing. Okay, so this is from our producer. It was actually a black woman, Jamel Hill, reacts. Uh, she had the problem saying, "Like, why does Eminem?" Um, she well, she tweeted, "Hope Eminem explains why he was kneeling." And everybody, all the black people, were like, "Bitch, what fuck is you talking about?" Like, don't, you don't speak for all of us. I and mean, again, and black people are not a monolith. I, when I said all, no black people, obviously I didn't mean every single black person. Black people have all can all feel different things and have their own emotions and thoughts about things, for sure. Uh, but it was, but going to the replies from Ms. Jameel Hill, all the black people were like, the fuck? So I think people work. I, people understood why he took a knee, and I don't think there would need to be an explanation. Eminem has been um, on the right side of things for a long time, as he has been very seeped and immersed in black culture for pretty much his entire career. Um, he owes black people his career. Um, well, and, so and I he, think it was very clear. He, and and you know he was accepted by the black community because he was a protege. Of Dr. Dre. Of Dr. Dre. And, yeah. you know, he's not like, you know, a vanilla ice. Um, I think Girl. I follow Jamil. No, it's not the same one. It's not, it's not out of the blue, but 
you know, we're going to, this kind of fades into our next story, although I think we should talk about this more before we move on to that. So there is another um, side besides people knowing what the kneeling is for and not kneeling what it's for, because the Republicans, many of the many um, of the owners of teams in the NFL are Republicans, Why and mm-hmm. uh, you know they didn't like this. And Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani, who was Trump's lawyer, came out and said that you know if Eminem doesn't like this country, you know he can get the fuck out because the kneeling from Colin Kaepernick was famously in 2016 when he drew attention to himself by kneeling during the national anthem at a game. Where uh, you to call attention to racial injustice, and you know this was this was th- th- then Colin Kaepernick, who Eminem was carrying on the 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 kneeling from, although other ball players did it as well. Uh, he, you know he was. Uh, he was carrying on that tradition and a lot of people, you know, whether it's the Oscars or whether it is the Olympics or whether it is a football game, you know, there often is a politicization. And if you like the politicization or the, the message that's being sent, then you like it. If you don't, you know, you tend to say, I don't think we should have any politics in this. Like if you don't want to, if you like the police and you don't think there should be any changes with the police, then you are, uh, you know, not going to like that. Or you're going to be like Eminem, Giuliani, who said that, you know, he should leave the country. So that's, that's kind of, and, and, and a, Apparently, even though he's gotten a deal with Netflix, Colin is still not employed as a ball player, you know, four or five know. years later. And uh, it's That's not wild. a j- job, but he could be employed as my husband. I would take oh, I would take big, both that, knees. That is, that's a task. No, girl. That I, is a task. I wouldn't take just one knee for him. I would take both. <laughs> yes, girl. <laughs> And, Maybe I would take a big toe for Colin Kaepernick, okay? And, um, I mean, honey, even if he doesn't have his big dick, his nose is huge. He could nose fuck me. I mean, you know, I'm not uh-huh. I'm not that, that picky. But, so, Emmett, so the, I actually am interested in the Jamel Hill thing um, because, uh, first of all, I'm tired of symbols. You know, I'm not black and black people can interpret this any way they want. Obviously, it's a big platform to make that stand on. But do symbols make changes? They spread awareness. Symbols as in what are you what are you what are you what are you speaking I, of? As, as OK, so if Colin took the knee to spread the word about uh, police brutality, um, we now have Republicans campaigning on law and order. Uh, you know, that's a, a platform that Trump won on. And we now have the Democrats, you know, going against Black Lives Matter 
key demand of defunding the police. They've given even the ones like AOC, they've given the police lots more money. So, you know, when did the symbols take effect? I mean, you know, uh, so so if Jamil Hill was, you know, saying that, that you know, no, don't just do the symbol, uh, you know, sh- tell us what this is about so that we can keep, you know, moving forward. And as someone who does follow, you know, police brutality, I saw all kinds of profile pictures, you know, during the George Floyd protest. And then there was a, another one uh, recently with Amir Locke in Minnesota, mm-hmm. where it, yeah. and I've not seen anyone even posting about that. So is that, is that kind of like, oh, well, we don't want to talk about it as much because now a Democrat is in power and we're still seeing the racial injustice and giving more money to the police. So I, you know, we've had Juneteenth is a national holiday under Biden. Mm-hmm. We've had uh, the 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 quarter with um, Maya Angelou on it, but we haven't had the increase increase in fifteen dollar minimum wage. We have not had the canceling student debt, which affects Black women the most, and that's what the Democrats love to say: trust Black women. And we're in Black History Month. Tell me what Black politician on the left or on the right or anywhere is even mentioning reparations. The strongest case in the 2020 election for reparations was the Jewish white (laughs) candidate, uh, uh, Marianne Williamson, who didn't have a hope in hell, but I think she may, you know, run again. So it's like, would people of color rather have a big reparations check in there or, or a bigger paycheck because of a higher minimum wage, or would they rather have um, Eminem taking a knee? And from what I understand, uh, the 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 black participants were urged not to take a knee uh, at the at this same show, the same halftime show. Oh, were they really? Yeah, I mean, they, I they, they, they may have they may have urged all of them to not do it and Eminem did it which would be a bizarre you know um white supremacy thing if the white you know guy could do white it and, 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 and the black yeah exactly but i mean i i i just wonder you know we have the first you know mixed race female uh half black half indian uh, vp uh vice president kamala harris but when do these symbols start to mean that we do defund the police when do we you know it, it, in the 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 Amir Locke case which I'm not the most familiar with but like Brianna Taylor it was a no knock warrant thing mm-hmm. which actually a democrat in Minnesota had campaigned on fixing and then didn't and so um and I watched a video of you know an outraged um, I think she was on the black woman on the, the 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 council, just like giving them shit and saying, you know, when is this going to change? So, you know, when we talk about the realm of entertainment, that's not real life. We can, you know, it's great to see black people directing movies, starring in movies, getting Oscar award, getting Grammy stuff, but that is not what's in your paycheck. That is not reparations right. for slavery. That's not, um, you know, which. You know, I don't want anyone to call me white savior for saying this, but I think we should talk about it. 
No, I mean, I think that I think that those are valid critiques, and that does make the most sense. I think that part of my frustration is seeing how easily the Republicans, when they had control of the Senate and and the executive branch, I mean, um, how they were so easily able to pass so many things and so many executive orders, where now the Democrats have control of the of the House and um, the executive branch, and there's this split in the Senate, like how we still cannot get anything done. And my que- and, and it, what it makes me think is like, do we want to get things done? Like, I feel like there is a way it's just not happening again. I am not, I'm not deeply immersed in government. I don't understand fully how the government works. I, I'm, that's no secret to anyone. But it does feel like all of these promises that we were told um, on the campaign trail on our way to victory, like this will be done, this will happen, this will change. Um, this is going to be the first thing that happen. Hardly if any of it has happened, which is very frustrating. Yes, and some of it can be attributed to conservative Democrats, Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema. Kristen movie phone. Yes, the the, the I mean, they're there. I mean, when when she, you know, put the kibitz on uh, the fifteen dollar minimum wage, um, which would disproportionately affect uh, people of color, um, if they got it passed, she did a little victory dance. It was the most disgusting thing I'd ever seen. But so there are things like the fifteen dollar minimum wage that they can't get through um, because of of conservative, you know, Democrats and and the, all the Republicans because those conservative Democrats are just acting like Republicans. But there are things like canceling student debt that Biden could do with an executive order. He could also, as Andrew Cuomo, which was, just, which, which was a which was a campaign promise of his, right? Was am, yes. I, am I crazy that this was well, a campaign promise? He his. promised that he would do, do ten thousand. Um, in student debt, and in some limited way, he has done some. But he could also. But for, it was like, it was like, it was like it was like for like two. I remember reading the the articles like for like two percent of people affected. Like, bitch, what is that? Yeah, I know, I know. Like two or five percent, something like that. But the, it's, there's one trillion. There's one trillion of student debt. So that's even though what the, even though a billion that he canceled or whatever billion that he canceled sounds like a lot. That I just saw a recent thing and it was one over like I mean I can't even count the numbers. Okay, fifteen fifteen billion is point nine three seven five of one point six trillion. Not even one percent. Oh, I'm glad you're handy with a calculator because I, I was like, oh, I don't Not do this. even one percent. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. So he did some some of it. He said, he, "Look, so the Bernie Sanders was canceled all of it. Liz Warren's platform was canceled fifty thousand. You know, they're considered the more progressive senators. You know, when they ran as president in twenty twenty, and Joe Biden had committed to do ten thousand for everyone. He hasn't come anywhere near that. And another thing that he do that would really affect black people, who he said rescued him and were his most faithful voters." With it, he could do an executive order like Andrew Cuomo just did to legalize weed, and that would mean that so many of these kids would not be stopped and frisked. And he could also expunge past marijuana convictions, so that they, you know, it, it's a bit. I listen. I'm not. I don't want to see drug dealers in jail. Uh, you know, and I know that black people are unfairly targeted with this. 
I use marijuana. I'm, I, some of my I, I, <laughs> marijuana inspires this podcast half the time, <laughs> you know, so I don't see that as a crime. And there's like, you know, 12 states that now have it legal, even though you can't really buy it in a shop like you can in New York. Um, I mean, like in, in, in New York, like you can in California, Colorado, Massachusetts. Right. But I mean, Biden could do that. And, you know, there's a lot of of of. Of, of frustration with that. So, I mean, I just, I just wonder, I just wonder the, the, yes, you can take down a statue of a racist, you know, civil war general, but is, does that have the same real life impact as, you know, student debt cancellation? I just, I, yeah. And you know what? I'm sorry. Go to go back to the student debt thing. I, I get so irritated. And people are like, well, Biden canceled $15 billion. Bitch, what, $15 billion, $15 billion again, of one of $1.6 trillion is literally less than 1%. And I was like, for an institution that tricks fucking kids, um, telling them that if you don't go to college and pay $50,000 a year for your tuition, that you are nothing, you'll never be nothing in this country. The gun, the, this fucking government in this country has tricked kids into going into hundreds of thousands of dollars into debt to make them slaves for the next. 30, 50 years paying back. Bitch, I spent seven years paying $900 a month for my for my student loans. And I, I only paid $3,000 on the principal. The rest was all interest. Mm. You know what I mean? I, so, I mean, like, uh, things like, f- like... One in four go to their grave with student debt. And if, if we if other countries don't do this, and um, because the idea is that you want um, young people to get a head start and you exactly. will better the country um, by having them educated. And maybe they wouldn't vote for people like Donald Trump if they were educated. Exactly. And people are like, but but Biden paid $15 billion in student loan debt. Bitch, I don't give a fuck. That means nothing to me. It is less than 1%. It's fucking bullshit. He can cancel the whole thing. Anyway, I don't care if, if he, I don't care if he's given the most. He needs to cancel all of it. I don't care that Biden has forgiven the most. I don't care if he's done the most. Bitch, you, with, the, with the wave of a pen, you can cancel the whole fucking thing. And just like we can go into war tomorrow and spend $2 trillion on war, you can, you can, you can use your power and cancel $1.6 trillion in student loan debt. Because if, if we went into war tomorrow, y'all would find every penny that was possible to make the war happen. Oh, Monet, I've missed you. <laughs> I've missed you. Excellent. Like The system is broken. The system is still broken with these private institutions charging people all this money for school. Y'all need, they, they, they need to fix the problem. They, this will keep on happening if they do not make if they do not make legislation so that these fucking loan companies, these loan sharks and these schools fucking kill these kids in school, tricking them to pay all this money, signing your life away at 18 years old when you know nothing. The government, the school does not teach you anything in school about getting a low interest rate, about this. And you don't, you know, you don't know any of this stuff. So you are 17, 16 years old, signing your life away for the next 50, for the next 40, 50 years, paying hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. For what? For what? Well, for for an education that is supposed to get you a better job, but now that is not as guaranteed. And so people people are like, oh, what are my choices? You know, I don't want to get a job at, at McDonald's that's going to be automated, you know, to where they kill yeah. my position. Um, so in order to get a better job, I'll better myself and go to education, but mm-hmm. get, a, get an education. But, you know, our producer is saying, you know, that, that Joe has canceled, you know, a couple... Uh, 
or however many billion, 15 billion uh, in student loan debts, and that he's canceled the most of any other president. But no other president has canceled any. So these 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 are, I mean, this is something that, that you would say in Biden's defense, but if it is 0.9% of the total, he may have done more than any president, but he hasn't done much. And this is my fear. My fear is that um, the party that is in power, Democrats, often lose in the midterms. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's just that doesn't that's not having anything to do with what Biden is doing now. That's that's what happened under Trump when Democrats won in 2018 midterms elections for Congress and the White House. And that's what happened in both of Obama's terms in the in the midterms. The Republicans won and got the uh, majority. So I'm afraid that if Biden doesn't keep more of his campaign promises, especially to black and also to low income, any race, you know, working Americans, that 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 we're not going to have um, uh, a, a, a Democratic Congress in in twenty in twenty twenty two. I mean, this is not my theory. This is repeated by Robert Reich, Bill Clinton's. Uh, uh, you know, labor secretary. This is this is repeated ad nauseum in the progressive media because it's like you got to give something to vote for. And yes, the the Republicans are the party of insurrection. Yes, they're the party of the obviously racist Trump. But you have to be about something and not just against your opponent. You have to take your time in office and do, you know, something for people so that they'll want to vote. Because midterms have, like I say, this trend of going in the opposite direction and they have a very low turnout and Democrats do better when there's a bigger turnout. So, yeah, it's it's much. Um, One thing I want to just say. About so so I would I would love to see um, Biden do more for the, the, on issues that affect people of color from fifteen dollar minimum wage legalizing weed uh, you know I, like I say reparations seems to be out of the 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 discussion and I don't it, think reparations will ever happen in this country girl well I I'm, I, I don't think it will ever happen. Well, I mean, Marion, well, but that's what I'm saying. Are we going to be satisfied with Eminem kneeling or are we going to say so many black people were carted over here in ships full of urine and feces and enslaved, you know, the ones that didn't people die? People don't want there, there, there are bills being passed in, in some states, like I think Florida and some other states, where you can't even talk about rates in school anymore. People are, the, fur, the, the further and further we get from slavery, the more and more people are just, do want to act like it didn't happen or recognize it because they don't want their kids to feel bad. And it's like, when you talk about rates in school, you're not teaching your kids to feel bad. You're teaching them about the history of the country so that when they are older they act like they have some fucking sense and they're not doing racist shit that's what teaching that that's what's talking about race in school is like they want to ban mouse um they want to ban mouse uh that book about the uh, about the holocaust in schools because it shows nudity bitch they're fucking mice the mice uh, it, it's it's an allegory the the, the the mice are the jews and the and the and the jews i mean and the and the nazis are the cats did, did you read mouse in school from what i remember what is school <laughs> 
What is like, read? It is so <laughs> stupid that they want to ban a book like Mao's. So it's just teaching how, 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 how terrible the Holocaust was. And I'm like, well, we don't want our kids to feel bad. I'm like, bitch, your kids. It's just this, this world, this country is fucking wild. I can't. Well, when when people are teaching uh, critical, cri- this is a, critical race theory is a whole nother podcast. Which is not taught in elementary school, it's taught in college. It's, it's taught in law, yeah, law school. Um, law school. Uh, so, um, or maybe in college too, but uh, I, yeah, I, I think some of the, some of the kids, the white kids came home and said, mommy, am I bad? And the, the people were like, I don't want my kid going to a school that teaches them that they are bad. I didn't own slaves and they didn't own slaves. And, you know, so it's, it's like, there's a balance of, of people, you know, wanting to know, of course, the Republicans take small issues like this and, and build them way up. I don't They're really so good at that. They are good at that. And I don't think that most people do not want to learn about our uh, history, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, You know, but but there are some that don't. And there were some that will take stuff like this and run wild with it. You're mentioning Mouse is an excellent segue, Monet. Into our uh, next topic, which is Whoopi Goldberg returning to The View after a two-week suspension after she was criticized for discussing the book Mouse and making mm-hmm. some comments which were deemed anti-Semitic. I don't really think that they were anti-Semitic. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I yeah. think that they were uninformed. They were uninformed and they offered a different perspective. Again, I don't, I don't, I don't co-sign what Whoopi said. Um, do I, I mean, I did watch this really interesting TikTok by this, uh, by this uh, Jewish guy. And again, his name is Can- uh, David Cantor on, y'all can find him on TikTok if you want to watch the video, cantor.david. And, um, it, and he, he was basically... He co-signed what Whoopi said. And he said, as a Jew, he said, well, what Whoopi said makes sense because people often conflate um, color and ethnicity and race and culture. He was like, people don't realize Jewish people can be, Jewish people can be black, Jewish, can, Jewish people can be white, Jewish people can be Latin. He offered a very interesting perspective and kind of co-signing what Whoopi said and saying what Whoopi said was not wrong. He's like, there's nuance in what she said, obviously, but what she said was not wrong is what David had to say about it. Right. I mean, so you did the young thing and looked at a TikTok. I did the old thing and looked on Facebook. <laughs> and um, and Bruce Villanche, a famous comedy writer from Hollywood, has written all of Bette Midler's shows, um, you know, is Jewish, um, said that he knows Whoopi and feels that her heart is in the right place, that some of the stuff, you know, she she you know, kind of got wrong because Jews Mm -hmm. during the Holocaust, Hitler wanted to exterminate them because they saw them as an inferior race. And Whoopi was saying that it was, you know, about the inhumanity of man and dismissing it as white on white crime without an issue of race, which 
it is about the inhumanity of, of, of man. If you're killing millions of, of Jews mm-hmm. who are a different, you know, religion and race than you, and, you know, God, I don't want to, uh, to, to get in trouble by saying that she, that, that, that I think that she was right. But like you said, this, I mean, my, Bruce said that there's, that this, this part of what she said was linked to a teaching of critical race, uh, theory that I'm not that knowledgeable about, but he said, you know, that, that Whoopi is, um, uh, he knows her, he knows her heart and that he does not think that she, Hey, she's a Goldberg for God's sake. That's her last name. No, I, that, that, that's, that's a joke. Um, and he didn't say that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, it's, um, I mean, when she said, um, this on the view all of the other co-hosts immediately knew that it didn't uh jive <laughs> they to were use like, Bob's favorite. They were uh, like, you, you, they were like uh and and she she kind of doubled down uh yeah. on on Stephen Colbert later that night and by the next day they had the the um the AD, the anti, the ADL. Yes, the anti defamation league. Which uh, here's here's my thing. Okay, kind of uh, a callback moment to Shikari about it about it being a race thing. Here you have Whoopi Goldberg who makes a statement again, and we from different camps of people. Some people are saying, "Yeah, I can see it." Some people are saying, "No." Some people are saying, "Absolutely." So even around among Jewish people again, because Jewish people all they all think they have their own mind they can do whatever. Whoopi Goldberg says a thing that's a little off putting. Is not, but then you re, you like rewind back to people like fucking Megan McCain who was on the View being fucking crazy saying crazy shit. Um, fucking Candace Cameron was up here saying crazy shit about about people who weren't Christians, et cetera, et cetera. And nothing happened to these women. Whoopi Gorbuk says this thing, bitch. They bring in the Anti Defamation League to yell at her on television. They suspend her for two weeks. It just seems like. Um, during Black during, during Black History Month, it just seems like she she just got this 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 egregious like punishment. Yeah, not to mention the day before she interviewed a Holocaust survivor from the UK and she wanted to bring him on the show. So I'm just saying, it just seems but the, like but the it Holocaust, just, her punishment does not fit the crime. But, the, but whoever she interviewed the day before doesn't have anything to do. It may give you a hint about her not having issues with Jewish people, but it doesn't make you know her comments right. And if I can make this analogy, a black black back when Black Lives Matter was first start starting up, I have a friend. On mm-hmm. Facebook, a drag queen who is, you know, works with all kinds of people, has all kinds of friends, is not prejudiced. I know this person well. And she put something on Facebook that said, all lives matter. Now, it's, 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 everyone jumped down her throat and said why she can't say that. But I knew what she meant. She wasn't trying to trivialize police killing black people she was because if if you okay if you didn't know what black lives matter you know was especially because that's what a republican would say if you said black lives matter they mm-hmm. would say all lives matter she's no republican um but you know she 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 just meant that all well all lives do matter you know and and so so but you're not supposed to say that it will raise eyebrows in the same way that Whoopi said um it was a a a crime man's inhumanity to, to men well of course it was that but she got the part wrong about you know it not being a, right a, i'm not i'm not i'm not fighting what would be i'm not i'm not saying that what would be so was right i agree like she misspoke 
Like it was not it was not the cool thing to say. Like and 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 rightfully so. They took actions against that. But I'm saying my point is that when other people like Meghan McCain, like Candace Cameron, I mean Elizabeth Hasselbeck said crazy shit, nothing was done to them. They were they were they were not suspended. They were not um they were not they didn't bring someone to fucking yell at them on TV. That did not happen. I'm 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 not justifying what we said. I agree. I'm saying that when other people who these two white women, Meghan McCain and Elizabeth Hasselbeck, when they said their shit, nothing happens to right. them. Ever. And I watched I've been watching the view for years. Right. I, I do not watch The View, so I would only get clips here and there. Um, I think, to me, this goes into a larger issue of... Well, first of all, I mean, Bernie Sanders was called a bad Jew by these Jewish groups, uh, or some Jewish groups, because he supported Palestinians more than the other uh 2016 candidates, which shows you how, mm -hmm. you know, sensitive this is. And there is anti-Semitism that, you know, every couple years, someone goes in and shoots up a synagogue or, you know, so something like mm -hmm. that. I mean, that that is a real thing. And the Anti-Defamation League has every right to, uh, you know, use this as a teachable, you know, moment. And Whoopi did not mind, you know, getting set straight. Now, Whoopi is part of the left which does most of the canceling. So this was interesting to me because this was one of... What do you the, mean? The, it's, Whoopi, is, Whoopi is definitely not one of those people who's on TV like cancel them, they did it wrong. I, she's not one of those people at well, all. Well, I mean... Whoopi, Whoopi most of the times leaves with grace and she is like, well, you know, let's hear it out. She, let's she does but She's that. Whoopi's not like, you're canceled, you're done, we hate you. Whoopi's not Well, that. I mean, I she has had many controversial positions um, over the years. You know, she's claimed that when Michael Vick was caught dogfighting and hanging his dog and shooting it while it had a noose around its neck um, was cultural uh, differences and defended Michael Vick for that. And she defended uh, the director, Roman Polanski, who was, uh, you know, raped someone who was underage. And she said something like, this isn't rapey rape. So she's given a pass on a lot of stuff that is, I mean, she, she tried to claim uh, in this past election, you know, because she supports, you know, Joe Biden, uh, that, uh, Jill Biden would make an excellent uh, Surgeon General because she was a doctor, and and she's not a doctor. She's she's a, a doctor of education. She's not so Whoopi has a lot of uninformed, iffy takes. She was extremely rude when she berated Bernie Sanders in an interview, interrupting him like you know which one. Oh, it, I don't remember oh this. yes, it, every she was interrupting him. It was clear that you know she's some. I mean, what it what it read to me. I'm not inside Whoopi's mind. Is that she, uh, you know, is not fond of progressives. She also read AOC and said that uh, she needs these these young ones need to you know wait their turn or whatever because she didn't want the Democratic Party shaken up to where things like <laughs> you know uh, fifty dollar minimum wage and, and Medicare for all and uh, student debt cancellation 
What I happened? Mean, I I watched the view. I don't I don't I don't remember those. Maybe that did happen, but I I I genuinely don't remember her like scolding AOC so much she needs to wait her turn. Oh really? yes, she did. Yes, she did, and it was a clear message to me, hmm. uh, especially the way way she handled Bernie Sanders that she views progressives as someone she has a great distaste for, and you have to understand. No. Oh yes, completely. I mean, listen, she's rich, but progressives would make her pay more taxes. And Whoopi has gone on the record saying that she is all about paying more taxes. She's like, I pay my taxes. She's like, I pay my fair share. She's like, she's like, she's like, people with money need to do so too. Whoopi has many times that that has been her platform on the show. Okay, well, I, 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 I don't. I, when she was so unbelievably overbearing to uh, to Bernie Sanders, it was the opposite of of what you described. Of let's let's talk it out. And you know, this has been going on for a long time. Uh, uh, with her and I, I did some digging, and this is from a 2015 Washington Post, which is the most democratic publication outside the New York Times. It's called "What Happened to Whoopi Goldberg." Remember when Whoopi Goldberg wasn't disappointing? It's difficult now, especially for folks who weren't around to witness her become a ubiquitous, transcendent part of pop culture fabric. It says that she was the designated adult on The View who kept peace when Elizabeth Hasselbeck and Joy Behar were at each other's throats. And she injected common sense and old-fashioned side-eye when necessary. But they take an issue with uh, Goldberg's tattered credibility, they call it, if, saying that her reaction to recent statements on Viola Davis's Emmy expectance speech in a particular line, which Davis said, the only thing that separates women of color from anyone else is an opportunity. You cannot win an Emmy for roles that simply are not there. And when BET's Chantal Potter asked Whoopi about this, uh, Whoopi said, I'm not sure what that means. Opportunity to do what? Do you know what I mean? I think maybe she wanted to say she had to, to couch in that because the, the truth of the matter is there's plenty of opportunity, you know? I mean, scandal. Let's start with that. Carrie Washington is working her booty off. So maybe the question is, what do you have to do? So this was interpreted as, you know, um, Whoopi taking Viola uh, to task for taking on Hollywood and saying that there aren't enough, you know, black roles. And, you know, this art whole article takes her to, you know, heat for that. And I mean, I think most people would agree that there aren't, that you do need black actresses, especially a powerful one powerful one like Whoopi, the only black actress who's won an Oscar, Emmy, Tony, and one other one. I maybe Golden She's she's an EGOT, a Golden Globe. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the other one, but but she's like she's crazy popular. So, you know, she's she now what that suggests to me is that she um, you know, uh, is maybe more supportive of Hollywood than what Viola Davis was suggesting. More roles, more opportunities for uh, black women. Um, you know, she defended Mel Gibson, saying, I know Mel and he's not a racist. 
her defense of Rachel Dolezal. If she wants to be black, she can be black. She defended Bill. Well, that's not a defense of Rachel Dolezal. That is, I mean, that I, mean, I know, I know, many people have that have that. Well, this, have I'm that just feeling. This is what this is. This is um, just what the article says. Her repeated defense of Bill Cosby. Quote, he has not been proven. Did she defend Bill Cosby? Yeah. Quote, he has not been proven a rapist, unquote. And then she was skeptical toward the Beverly Johnson, the supermodel, the black supermodel, who accused Cosby of drugging her and spoke about it on The View. Um, now she said that the evidence, Whoopi said that the evidence against Bill Cosby, quote, kind of points to guilt. So Whoopi, I mean, the, the whole gist of this article is that Whoopi has become, um, you know, somewhat problematic. My overall take on this is let Whoopi be wrong on a chat show where you get together with four people um, to discuss things. Why can't you with your coworkers? If, if I mean, you know, I've told you, you know, I think this way, even though you think this way, you've told me that. That is what a fucking discussion is. And let, give us the right. space. Yeah, I know Whoopi has a much bigger space than our podcast, um, you know, uh, but give give people a space to be wrong. You know, don't don't be so ready to label someone, you know, the ultimate transphobe or the ultimate racist or right supremacist or, you know, whatever. Adele just accepted um, an award here at the Brit mm -hmm. Awards, the biggest award. And I and it made them gender neutral. That, that, yes, that, that the award is now gender neutral. So there's only, you know, one of them. It used to be, I guess, one for women and men. And I can I cannot mm. believe the tweets that went out saying that... A, because when she accepted the award, she said, I just, um, I, I know that these are neutral. I just love being a woman. I'm so great. I'm so thankful. I'm so proud of us women or something like right. that. And people but, were like, but, but oh, there was a, how dare she say she likes being a woman yeah, for a gender neutral award? No, no, I'm, I'm no, I will never. I, the, the, I read the tweets and it said, what, she's basically JK Rowling now. One said, you know, if she loses, you know, the, the, for the weight loss, I can pretty, pretty much tell she's a turf. All she said was that she's, uh, you know, a, a few years ago, we were saying that women were the underdogs and, you know, they have mm -hmm. made gains, but, you know, uh, maybe they weren't getting these kind of awards, you know, at a, at a certain point. Maybe it was male dominated and, and, and Adele was fucking proud of her sex because she knew that up until recently it wasn't that easy. Just because you're proud of being a woman, that's not a comment or any, that you can't determine from that that Adele is a transphobe, but people are so, so ready to pop off. Adele said this. She said, I understand why the name of this award has changed, but I really love being a woman and being a female artist. I do. I do. I'm really proud of us. I really, really am. Well, yeah, people really twisted that into the whole I mean, I, I actually thing. took screenshots because I couldn't believe what some of these people were saying. And, and the impulse is just to jump on some, so I think Whoopi can can be wrong. I think she should be wrong without a two week suspension. The head of ABC is um, is uh, a black woman who made this decision, and so you know that raised some eyebrows. But you know this we're we're not going to have any. Uh, th th with th th there was there was Joe Rogan, who I don't listen to, but I you know he 
who's a racist. I, I, I will. We can take that back up again. He, he used with his egregious use of yes, the N word. One time, he one can't time stop that it. you just saw that edited together clip. He's also one time said it when repeating a Richard Pryor joke, and he also is saying that he wants Michelle Obama to run for president, and has you know talked about how but, cruelly. Just repeating a joke doesn't give you carte blanche to use the inner bitch. Don't Honey, say he's it. A, he's a re- like you know you know I that you, but you know that you are a white man in America. You know that even if it's in a joke, that does not give you permission to say the n word. Okay, okay, okay but there are it. some black people who don't want other black people saying it because it demeans. Well, that's black right? people, right? But it's it's there. I'm I'm not going to defend Joe Rogan at this. We already did that podcast, but I, I'm just saying that yeah. between Joe Rogan, between um, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, between Sharon Osbourne, between I mean, there's a new one every day. We're not going to have any fucking entertainers left. I mean, you know, I told a joke in uh, I'm doing the same show all over England. Uh, and I told a joke because we we're talking about Drag Race UK versus the world. And I told a joke about Juju B, which I thought was like a kindergarten play on words. And you know, uh, it it had it's, instead of for example, instead of saying I'm sorry, I said I'm soy, which is an Asian seasoning. And the crowd kind of went, uh-huh. <gasps> and I'm like, uh, I'm. You know, I I should have the right to say something <laughs> silly like that and dumb and then see that the audience isn't cool with it or that, you know, when I scribbled it before I went on, you know, I walked the line. I, I, my comedy is on the edge. I am tired of people, you know, shutting everyone down. You know, it's like, and so, so what was, so here is what the Republicans said when Whoopi had to, uh, uh, go because I I did hear other people on the left saying Megan said all that stuff I didn't watch ever when there was Elizabeth Hasselbeck but they were saying so Roseanne made a joke on Twitter that was considered racist and or you know uh, and and was completely canceled tossed off of her show for good I mean the show is about her and so there like you're saying about. Uh, Megan and Elizabeth Hasselbeck, they were saying that, mm-hmm. you know, oh, well, Whoopi gets to come back because she's part of the liberal Hollywood, you know, mainstream ideology. But if you are a Trump supporter like um, uh, Roseanne uh, was, then you are bounced off and you, you'll never work again. So, you know, I mean, people look and, and I mean, that's a fair point. I don't know what Roseanne's joke was, but it was Uh-oh. uh Roseanne Barr's joke was racially charged. I don't know what it was, but she was canceled completely. Um, and you know, the the so the idea that conservatives get is that because she supported Trump, uh, you know, that she makes one tweet joke and that and, and then she's off of her whole show and disgraced, Whoopi gets off lightly with a uh two-week suspension. Roseanne was wild. Yes. Yes, she was more wild. But the thing that got her canceled was that she made that uh, racially charged joke. We can all say anything, um, you know, and then if we're in her. 
But I think it's in conjunction with all of her craziness, calling Obama monkey, the Nazi thing. Like, I think it was all, yes, there was one joke that, like, tipped the scales. But I think that is a history of really, I mean, calling the president, I mean, I mean, it, it, it I think it was a history of her of, of, of her behavior, not just one. Yes, but look thing. at look at Whoopi Goldberg saying that Roman Polanski, who had to leave this country, it wasn't rapey rape. You know, defending Bill Cosby. I mean, you, she has a long history of it too. Uh, you know, so she's not. You know, it's it's like I, I just we're not going to have any entertainers left. We need to have a space to discuss things and 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 get stuff wrong. You know, if 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 if, um, you know, someone called me by my male name the other day when I was in drag, I'm not transgendered, but that's a really weird thing to do. Like you wouldn't even know what my name was. And what if I were sensitive mm-hmm. about it? I don't want to cancel you. You know, I'm, I'm probably not going to be dealing with you for that long. But but when obviously when they're bigger stars, I'll they're bigger you. stars, you know, and, and the bigger platforms like The View, which um, I'm sure that Ebony and Irony is going to zoom right up there, uh, you know, uh, soon uh, and knock Joe Rogan off of his perch, uh, so, you know, <laughs> I just oh think God. that there's a lot of uh, uh, I I I I'm not into the canceling. I think people can be wrong, and you know I just you know uh, let them be wrong. Let well, them have different opinions. Well, you know, Lady Bunny, we can talk about this forever, but unfortunately, this podcast has cannot go <laughs> forever because I am through speaking with you. <laughs> well, this was a nice long one, so we've made up for the week we missed. Yes, we did. And we thank y'all for tuning in. And um, I hope you have a good weekend, but I hope that life brings you all the things that you want from it. So you are going to take your life? (laughs) (laughs) Some people would catch. (laughs) We're putting Bunny on a two-week suspension. (laughs) We were just on one. I can't. Okay, honey. Well, here's until we Uh, meet again. All right, my dear. You be well. I'll talk to you soon. Podcast Network.